Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we'll analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode, or have run like 33 seasons but had a weird one that one time. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. The last team to finish this podcast may be eliminated. We are doing Season 8 of The Amazing Race. Okay, let, let me go back here a little bit. Yeah, explain what's going on here. So, Season 8 of The Amazing Race actually did have its own title, The Amazing Race Family Edition. Yes, this is the Family Edition. This is, and this has happened only once, and... For our Patreon subscribers, that was enough. Yeah, so our patrons got to vote on what we would be doing this episode, and they voted for Amazing Race Family Edition. This was clearly intended to possibly be either a spinoff in the future, or a gimmick they could come back to. Yes. so It has never returned. It has never returned. So, if you don't know, the Amazing Race proper is several teams of two racing around the world from location to location and completing challenges for a chance to win a million dollars. Yes. This we have families of four traveling around mostly the United States and some other U.S. providences. Um, Not everything, but they do not leave North or Central America. Yes. Uh, For a chance to win a million dollars. Now, I am a big Amazing Race fan. Yes. So I, I watched, I remember watching all the seasons up to this season and watching the first two episodes, or maybe I missed the pilot and tried to jump in. I know I definitely saw an episode of this, but it did not hold my attention. This came out uh, when we were in college, and I always think that's a weird time for TV. But this aired, like, in the summer, right? September. September. All right. There's actually... Because I looked at the air dates, because I was like, there's 33 seasons of The Amazing Race, and I knew it hadn't been around for 33 years. Right. And they ran twice a year a few times. Yes, they did. And often, the season premiere was on or around my late September birthday. Gotcha. Several times it was on my birthday. Interesting. So that's why I remember that. So this started airing uh, in... Mid to late September, September 27th, 2005. So very close to my birthday that year. So I was a big Amazing Race fan. This is your first experience with the Amazing Race, correct? Yes and no. Uh, I have seen at least one episode of Total Drama, The Redonkulous Race. Okay. Which is based on this. Right. But you've never seen The Amazing Race proper. I have not seen an actual episode of The Amazing Race. But you kind of had an idea of what you were in for. Yes. All right, so uh, before we jump into this mysterious season of The Amazing Race, let's, um, let's go ahead and pour one out. Uh, I decided this week, because this is the family edition and there are children in this one, to uh, make my favorite beverage from when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was little, my grandfather used to take me to his fishing club and... I could have all the Shirley Temples I wanted. 
Do you have a Shirley Temple? Sort of. Uh, I didn't have any Sprite, so it's made with lemon-lime seltzer. Okay. So it's probably a little bit adulty because it's a little less sweet because it's not Sprite. Mm-hmm. It really just tastes like seltzer. Probably because like, it looks like the grenadine's starting to settle. Oh, yeah. that's what gren- Grenadine's so thick, it always sinks to the bottom. And it usually doesn't do it that badly with Sprite because Sprite's also very sweet. Yeah. So the sugar content doesn't... On bottom, that's going to suck. Yeah. Or, or be amazing, depending yeah. on, on your opinions on grenadine. Uh, I have... Now, I looked up a drink. There's a drink. It's a shot of whiskey in a porter beer, and it's called a Boilermaker. Okay. Okay. So we had a porter from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah. That tastes like a shoe fly pie. And I added a shot of uh, Jim Bean to it. So since it's Lancaster and it's a little old-fashioned, I'm going to call this a water wheel maker. Ooh. Yes. Ah. This may have gone bad. The beer? Yeah. Yeah, we bought that beer in the fall. This tastes a lot like a can. Okay. Yeah, don't. I'm going to go dump this in the sink. Yeah. Uh, I have this very nasty habit of buying four to six packs of beer, drinking all but one, and then saving that last one for like an occasion, and then it goes bad. There's a Lancaster milk stout in there if you want to go for the same idea. It's the first one we ever actually poured out. We literally poured one out on episode, what, 120? I think this is 120. 120. Update. For this episode, I will be having a can of black cherry vanilla seltzer. Yay! (laughs) We tried. Ah. Now that's refreshing. All right, so let's jump into it. Let's jump into the amazing race. So unlike in every other season, it's teams of two. Right. In this season, it is teams of four. Right. And they must be related to each other in some way. Yes. It's not double dare families. No. And we're going to, after we get through... Describing the families. I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so let's get through these teams. Unfortunately, even though it's family, uh, there's not a group of mobsters, which I think would have been fun. So first we have the Gagan family. Yes. And uh, they get dubbed the Rugrats by the other team immediately. Yes. Uh, and we're you're going to notice we use a lot of uh, terms for these families because the, the names do get hard to keep straight. Yeah, for your sake and for ours, instead of calling them by their family names, we're going to assign each team a nickname to help you, the listener, who can't even see what these people look like, identify with these people. So this is Team Rugrats. This is a mother and father along with... Their son Their 12-year-old son and 9-year-old daughter. Yeah, so they're 12 and 9. They youngins. And, but their kids are very precocious. Uh, I'm fond of Carissa, the little girl, immediately. Yes. Because she's a uh, little blonde girl who occasionally says, like, very strange things for a 9-year-old. Yes. So having been that child, I'm very sympathetic to that child. Yes. And then we meet the Lynn's family, who are, we're going to call them the siblings. The siblings. It is a team of three brothers and their sister, and they're all in, like, their 20s. Yeah, they're all, like, late teens, early 20s. And uh, we could also call them Team Shut Up, Meg. Because they are very mean to the sister, yeah. Whose name is Meg. Oh, is, is her name actually Meg? I yes. Didn't... that's I, I kept thinking about Family Guy 
because they are very mean to their sister, yeah. Meg. So, like, I want to... And there's also two more of the boys that we don't see. She mentions having two more brothers. Oh, my God. And she is the only girl. Oh, their poor mom. And poor her. Uh, but... Uh, basically, I want to point out how insane it is. The show immediately juxtaposes this family of four, a mother, father, young son, and younger daughter, with these four athletes. <laughs> yeah, like, they're all pretty athletic build. Like, even, they, they get on the sister for not being quite as athletic. She's not as athletic as three guys in their 20s. Yeah. But, like, she is not... By any stretch of the imagination, out of shape. Yeah. Like, she's just slightly less athletic. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Paolo family. And their uh, daddy Paolo is an Italian immigrant. Yes. They're from New Jersey. <laughs> they, they say they're from New York, but they're from New Jersey. Yeah, like, they're kind of funny because they do go back and forth about yes. whether they say they're from and New Jersey or... They're actually billed as being from Carmel, New York. Oh, really? But I think they get called the Jersey family. They're called the Jersey team, and there's a very Jersey thing that they will do that we will talk about. Scream at each other? Well, that's not the one I was thinking about, but yeah, <laughs> something like that. They're Italian, and like their establishing shot is them gathered around a pizza. Yes. Like, they're... We lovingly called them the Italians. Laura wanted to call them that... The, the parents of that friend of yours. Yeah, because we're from New Jersey, and if you're from New Jersey or New York, either the, this is your family or this is your friend's family. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm i fond of this family. I don't think you're supposed to like them. No, I think they're supposed to be villains, but man, do we love these people, and man, do they hate each other. <laughs> it's incredible. Except for, I want to point out, the father. Just happy to be here. Just so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, the Black family is um, black. Yes. This is a father, mother, and two young boys. Yeah, like very young. I, I think they're actually younger than... Yes, they are younger by a year than the Rugrats family. Uh, Kenneth is 11 and Austin is 8. Austin's adorable. Yes. Like, he's so cute. Uh, their last name is Black, and they are the only people of color that are contestants. Yeah, it's... Uh, I have the Black family is Black, like the Power Ranger. Yeah. Like, kind of like, oh, you, you cast the Black Ranger as the Black guy. Yeah. All right. And you could tell some executive was like, yeah, that's not too on the nose at all. No. Uh, then we have the Branson family. We... I hope you like Parks and Rec, because we call them Jerry Gergich. Yeah, we call them Jerry Gergich. It's this older father. Yeah. Who they call the wrong name at one point. They call him Wally on purpose or something? Yes. To upset him? Like, to tease him. I'd say a majority of our sarcasm and joking, it's probably towards my dad. He can be an easier target. We always call him Walder instead of Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to them calling me Wally, Walder, Dad, whatever. They're always loving, so I don't, I don't worry about it. It's fine. And it's him. His name is Wally, but they like make fun of him all the time. Instead yes. of calling him Dad, they'll call him Wally or yeah. Willie to like tease him. And then his three gorgeous early 20s daughters. Yes, blonde daughters. And they are doting, loving, 
It is Jerry Gergich and his kids. Yes. Uh, it is adorable. Yes. So they're super wholesome. The Weavers, or as we call them through here, Tragedy Family. Tragedy Family. Because their establishing is, it is a widow and her three children. Yes. And her three children are 19, 16, and 14. Yes. The little boy is the youngest. And they lost the their husband slash father in a horrifying accident on the Daytona Speedway. Yes, he was he a had race clear, car driver. Uh, no, he worked on the Speedway. He had to clear debris and he got hit by a car. Oh, I thought he was a driver. No, he was someone who worked on the track. Oh, Like a pit crew person. The ALOs, who are the in-laws. Yes, we call them the in-laws because... It's a guy and his three sons-in-law. Yeah, which is such an interesting idea. Uh, I understand this dynamic because I feel like the dad was like, let's do Amazing Race. And all the daughters were like, no. (laughs) And all the son-in-laws were like, we'll do it. We'll never get picked for this. And then there they are. The Schroeder family. Yes. Um, They're very over-opinionated. They're kind of terrible. And they talk about how their father is kind of very nice to his own family, but not very nice to anyone else. I grow to hate this guy. Yes. Now, this is a team we originally called Douche Dad. Yeah. But the problem was there was another team that we identified as Douche Dad. So which one is this? Uh, this is... Reg- you called him Bad Dad Jokes. Bad Dad Jokes, yes. Um, I still call him Douche Dad because I called the other guy something else. Yes. Uh, bad Dad Jokes is joined by his new wife, right? Yeah, and then... His two children. Yes, so it's a stepmom and two kids. Yes, um, and they're the Schroders. We're going to talk about the teenage daughter a lot more toward the end of the podcast. Yes. Uh, She's got a little bit more going on. Okay. And then we have the Godlewskis. You're looking at me, you don't even know who these people are. It It is a set of four adult sisters, all in pink. Yes. We're going to call them the wine moms. We call them the wine moms. They get called desperate housewives a bunch by other uh, competitors because that would have been a contemporary reference. But they give off... They, we never see them drink. I want to point that out. No. But we see them give off big wine mom energy. L- yeah. They definitely seem like woohoo girls. They are literally woo girls. <laughs> yeah. At several points. And then the Rogers. He is... Uh, the, the dad is... The man of the house, because biblically he should be. So he's Bible dad. Yes, we called him Bible dad. I want to point out that in the intro, they're all seen doing something physical. Yes. Like the black families are are, is doing uh, Taekwondo. Or Taekwondo. And uh, the siblings are like running. Yeah. And uh, this family is fishing. Yes. (laughs) I, I grow to hate these people as well. So their first thing that they have to do is they start off in New York City. Yes. The first thing that starts off, it says uh, water taxis are speeding the families into the starting line. And I was like, really? How fast do you think a water taxi in New York goes? They're going to Emperor. They're starting in Empire Fulton Ferry State Park in New York City. Yes. Uh, The host for this looks like... Kilgrave from uh, Jessica Jones because he's wearing a purple shirt. 
<laughs> yeah, he's Phil Keegan. Phil Keegan looks like Kilgrave in this episode. Uh, the the problem with Phil Keegan is he looks better in contemporary pictures, but he looks 2005. Yes. Um, he's very timely in this. He, he looks like the year 2005 very much in this. He looks very... What would have been stylish at the time... But, and he's really the only one that you look at and you're like, oh, your clothes date you. Like, whoa. Yeah. And it's because in The Amazing Race, everybody else has to be dressed somewhat plainly. Yeah, everyone's kind of in a solid color. And like shorts. Yeah. So he's the one who looks by far the most dated. Yes. Uh, they have to go to Soho and get to Eastern Mountain Sports to pick up their gear. Yes. We watch a bunch of families drive through New York City and what a horrible experience that is. My next note is, oh, it's Laura Hell. Yeah. the Driving in New York is like the, one of the worst experiences I've ever had. And they have to do it in a race. Yeah, this is such a bad idea. These cars should not be identical. The Paolos are arguing. And something I want to point out, uh, we're not going to use audio of this because it's not okay by current standards. They throw around the R slur. The Italians, yes, they the, do. Yeah, the Paolos throw around the the Arsler a surprising amount. Yeah. Because it's 2005, and this is one of those um, different standards of a different time. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit surprised it was still in the edit. I, I'm like a little surprised it wasn't bleeped retroactively. Right. Um, but Hulu is also, we're watching it on Hulu, and... Uh, Rock of Love, I found out, is completely unedited. Yeah, there's boobies. Yeah, like, to the point where there's nudity, and I was like, oh, I was not expecting that from my Rock of Love. So, it was not censored out, Mm -hmm. but if you're watching it, I'd like you to know it's there, because it's really jarring the first time you hear it, and if it's a word that upsets you, I'd like you to know that that's there before we get any further. We're not going to say it on mic, we're not going to use audio that says it, but Mm -hmm. like, oof. This, there is then, like, this whole sequence is tough because we're just getting to know these people. The cuts are so quick. It's so chaotic. And all the cars are the same make, model, and color. Yeah, it's not even like there's a flag or, like, a name on the back. Yeah. So it's hard, really, to figure out what's going on. The next clue is they have to go to a certain... They have to go to 91st Park in Lexington. And find a Frank. Yes. Which is a good bit because they're looking for a hot dog stand. Yeah. Which is a nice little bit of like adding the culture of the area they're in to the clue. Like, but they're in a super nice residential area. Yeah. That clearly has never seen a hot dog stand. Yes. And the fr- hot dog stand's also run by a team from season one. Yes. Which I was like, oh, I know them. Cool. Yeah, it's really fun. They're Kevin and Drew of, yes. the, of the very first Amazing yes, Race. Yes, they were known as the bald team. That tracks. They were very bald. Having looked at them, that tracks. Uh, my next notes are, I feel like we're not supposed to like the Italians, but I do. Yes. And the Schroeder dad is a douche. Come on, Shaw, you gotta nose your way. Start nosing your way. Oh my god. Go, go, go. Thank you. Excuse me. So Sorry. Get your head in the game. Okay, okay. <laughs> Too bad we don't have any handicapped children we could push into traffic to block traffic to help us get ahead. <laughs> Thank God your mother goes to church every day, because otherwise you'd be going straight to hell in a handbasket. Yes, the Schroeder dad acts like a douche. Hence why we call him a douche. So the next leg of the trip 
is they're going to Washington Crossing. Yes. This first episode, the best part about it to us is this is all places we've been. Yeah, Washington Crossing is a place that was very close to my old work. Mm-hmm. Like, and Washington Lake Park is where they end up going. Not Washington Lake Park, or Washington Crossing Park. Yeah. Uh, which was walkable for my old job. And I was like, oh, I'm going to know exactly where they are. And there's a moment where the wine moms go across this scary bridge that I remember. Yeah, terror bridge. This, this bridge, let me tell you about this bridge. You, you have to go 15 miles uh, an hour across the bridge. It is two lanes. Kind of. Barely. Uh, there are signs that say, pull in your mirrors. So you go down this like weird slope and then you get locked into like, you know, the luge. That's what it feels like. Oh it feels my like God. the luge. It's, I hate this bridge. And as you're going across, you got to roll your window down and pull your mirror in because I've seen them get clipped yeah. and like they just break off. And it's the scariest bridge I've ever been on. And these are big SUVs. And they're flying down it. And these are big mid-2000s SUVs. I was like, no! It was the scariest thing because I knew exactly where they were. I was like, someone's going to get hit. I can't believe there's not an accident. Um, I have a bunch of notes here of me going chaotic of like, ha, you're in New Jersey. And... Wait a minute, why are all these people talking about Pennsylvania like they're being sent to hell? Uh, Oh, Bridge to Washington Crossing. Laura, I've cried on that bridge. Yes. Uh, There was supposed to be a yield um, after this leg of the race that does not air because no one takes it. Yes, a yield is where when you reach the yield side, they film you and you have to either say, we choose not to yield... Because you can only use a yield once during The Amazing Race. Or you take a family that you think is behind you and you stick it on this yield sign and they have to wait at that sign for an amount of time. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's... I don't think it's consistent throughout the show. So I don't know what it would be for this race. Because they have to get a rowboat across the Delaware into New Jersey into Washington Crossing State Park. You get your flag. You go back to Pennsylvania. And then you watch a flag folding ceremony to get your next clue. Mm-hmm. There are only four boats and there are 10 teams. So if you happen to arrive and there's not a boat, you have to wait. Yes. I, the Amazing Race is known for these kind of mechanics where like if you're neck and neck, there is something that will separate you. And if you're separated by hours, there's something that'll stop you that will let people catch up. I've always appreciated The Amazing Race for this. All the teams get the flags and there's all this footage of them being like, look at the history. Look at the flag. Look at the phone, the flag. This is great to see. Almost like it's a bunch of parents trying to talk to their kids about the trip they're on. Except for Douche Dad, who then goes, can we speed this up? Yeah, who's like dishonoring America. Teams must drive themselves to Philadelphia and go to Fairmount Park. And they have to pitch a tent and they're going to sleep there. I can't think of a lot of places I would like to camp less in the tri-state area than Fairmount Park. I was like, you're surrounded by like nice places to camp in Pennsylvania. Nice places to camp in New Jersey. In Fairmount Park. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Fairmount Park. I used to do comedy at a place called Laughs on Fairmont. Yeah. I think that was the road. (laughs) Out by like... It, it was out by, like, Eastern State. Yeah, I was about to say, are they near the prison? Because <laughs> um, they could. it would have been much cooler if they went to the prison. Uh, they probably wouldn't want to send little kids to 
Like I wouldn't want to send little kids on any of the things that they do in the show. <laughs> Why not send them to the most haunted prison in America? Yeah, that's right. Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. It's the haunted prison. Check it out. Yeah, no, Fairmount Park is actually like clear across the city. Uh, from Eastern State Penitentiary. Right, then I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, Fairmount Avenue is where you were doing comedy, though. Fairmount Park is, like, out past, like, the Please Touch Museum. Gotcha. So it, it's out there a ways. It kind of starts over by the Philadelphia Museum of Art, but where they had them go is actually pretty far out now that I'm, like, looking at it. Yeah. It's closer to, like, Bryn Mawr. So they have to get there, and then the Boy Scouts are there, and yes. they have to pitch a tent. And depending on when they finish pitching the tent, they will receive one of three departure times. Yes. Which are each a half hour apart. Yeah, you can get 10, 10 10.30, or 11. Yes. Uh, I want to point out two things. One, the teams are so far apart at this point that the teams that are leaving at 11 are still way making up so much time for where they were. Because after, I'm going to say, the first four teams set up the tent, the t- next team shows up and the other players just kind of help. Yeah, once all the 10 a.m. times are taken, yeah. they're just kind of hanging out and they start helping the other teams pull the tents because it's like, mm. well, you're not going to get the same time as me. Yeah. We're not racing against you who so, so right now, so who cares? Yeah. Basically, after the first four, there is never a time where two teams are setting up a tent at once. Because yeah. they're all that far apart. Because they're broken up three, three, and four. Yes. So once like the first groups are done, they're kind of generous with their time after that. Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out that Lara at this point goes, oh, you have to camp. And I realize that we are never going on the amazing race. No. Oh my God. Uh, I've mentioned having nightmares about a show in one other episode, mm-hmm. and that would have been Heather's. Right. This is the other show that's given me nightmares. <laughs> um, for entirely different reasons, just yeah. the idea of being on this. Now, the idea of working for this show sounds amazing. Right. Like, I'd love to work in production for this show. That sounds cool as hell. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Uh, this is, if I had to do one reality show, I'd pick this over Survivor or Big Brother. Because you get to travel, it's fun. I think there's a lot it there's a lot of editing going on. There's a lot of downtime where you're just kind of chilling and like riding on an airplane and relaxing. Uh, this Those two is things more, are not synonymous to me. <laughs> being on an airplane and relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, Laura was immediately out at the idea of sleeping outside in a tent, and I was like, ooh, that's not even like a challenge. And one of the big critiques of this season is that they softball the kids. Yeah. And uh, legitimately, the softball season is, I'm out. She's out. So we will not be on The Amazing Race. Sorry to disappoint anybody. Ever. That was hoping. Um, anyway, uh, they end up going, and there's, there's one point where I have a note that says, hey, the Trenton Thunder. Because we, uh, we see the Trenton Thunder Stadium, and I was yes. like, oh yeah, I've been there. That's great. Uh, in one of the most hilarious uh, moments, uh, the Italian family on their way to Fairmount drop their clue mm-hmm. on the ground. Did you have the clue? Ma, I gave you the clue. Please, God, I don't have it. I'm 100% positive. I handed you the clue that I'm getting you put in your left pocket. Tony, you got to wait then. We got to go back. 
freaking believable. Yeah, then they have to get to Mount Joy and the Brubaker family farm. Mount yes. Joy is up um, near-ish to Hershey Park. Uh, at, at this point, as they're getting into the car, it's pouring rain. And I have a note that the mom gets upset when Billy jumps into a puddle. Yeah. And that is everything that's wrong with this season. <laughs> it's like, the little kid's like, yay, puddles. And this mom's like, no, get in the car. We have hours to drive. Yeah. They also, there's a family that gets turned around on 95. And I start laughing because that part of 295 leading into 95 was like so screwed up at that point. Yes. Because it like turned around weird and you had to go north to go south for a while. And I was like, oh, this is when that was still messed up. Yeah. So I actually think this might have been editing. They're like, no, we're going the wrong way on 95. You had to then. Oh, no, I could totally see if you didn't live near 95, you could, you'd see signs for South, knew you wanted to go North and feel like you were going the wrong way, but they weren't. And they didn't have like a GPS being like, nah, nah, you're cool. Like, you're seeing that, that was probably not editing. That was probably what they thought. I think we're saying the same thing here. Yeah. They're yelling because they're going the wrong way on 95. Yeah. We are meant to, as an audience, feel like... They went the wrong way. But in truth, they had to go the wrong way on oh, okay. 95 and then turn around because that's how that road was back then. Okay, you think they're duping the audience. I kind of had the thought of like, I was like, no, no, no. I don't think they like edited the family to say they were going the wrong way. I, no, they're duping us yes. into thinking, oh, this family made a mistake. When in truth, every team had to do that because that's how that road worked. I, I think it's kind of fun. Uh, because this episode was fun for us because we knew a lot of these nuances. Yeah. And I think the we, there's not another season where they stay in the U.S. Right. And I think that's really interesting. I'm like, oh, I could totally see this being something where it's like, oh, you're in the U.S. And every every episode people are like, oh, yeah, it's near Ireland. Yeah, that's I know funny. where that is. Yeah, so um, that's fun. The siblings uh, make some lecherous comments about the wine moms. We're not really talking about where anybody is in the race right now because it's so chaotic. Yeah, it's so hard to tell. I want to talk about the one woman that drives with her foot up because it drives me insane. I don't know which one that is. Uh, I I believe it is the mom of uh, bad dad jokes. Okay. But her foot is just up on like the dash or it's under her. I'm like, how are you driving this way? Uh, Then you and I have a really good laugh. Because they get stuck on uh, 76 West in the rain. Yes. And I was like, yeah, no one wins the race now. No, they're all stuck in traffic. And then we get to our first detour. Okay. This is the funniest damn thing we've ever seen. It's called Build It or Buggy. And I just, we need to, we need to start with saying like, we understand this is not the nicest thing to laugh about. But what's coming up here? is some of the most brilliant comedy <laughs> you will ever see. I don't know if it's brilliant comedy. I could not believe what took place here. A detour is a choice between two tasks, each with its own pros and cons. In this detour, teams have to choose between build it and buggy it. In build it, teams use the materials and tools provided to build a miniature working water mill. It's not a physically demanding task, but proper assembly could take a long time. In buggy, teams must transport one of these traditional Amish buggies along a one and a half mile course with two team members riding inside. It's a highly physical task, 
but teams with enough muscle could finish fast. Yeah, it's about a half an hour walking at a reasonable pace to do a mile and a half. Obviously, you wouldn't be walking at a reasonable pace, but like if you took a half an hour walk, it's probably about a mile and a half. Yeah. The first three families who arrive all choose the buggy. Yes, they think the buggy... Like, basically, the idea is the the house is like the safe option. The buggy, if you think you're strong enough and fast enough, it's clearly faster because you could just sprint through it. Yeah. But, like, the house is like, it's not as hard, but it's going to take you some time. Brett's family wisely chooses the buggy. Yes. Because they have the two tiniest people. Yes. So carrying them is nothing. The siblings unwisely choose the buggy. And what ends up happening is the siblings got there before the Rugrats. Yeah. And they are booking it through this course. One of the brothers farts. One of the brothers farts. In Oh, yeah, the brother's sitting in the buggy with... Uh, the sister. The sister farts, and she's just, like, suffering in there. But the other two brothers are, like, wiped out. And then the Rugrats family comes up. Yeah. And the kids are singing, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes, yeehaw, and past the siblings, who are losing their mind. We gotta go. And um, the in-laws also buggy it. Yes. And so do the tragedy family. The tragedy family. Now, Which I have to remind you, like Charles Dickens reminds us multiple times in the beginning of A Christmas Carol that Jacob Marley is dead. Yes. I have to remind you, the father of this family died in a race car accident. So... The mom is pulling, the the 14-year-old boy is pushing, and the two daughters are in the buggy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the in-laws that are with them. Like, oh, it's downhill here, so yeah. it's easier. And then you see that not only is it downhill, but they're about to hit pavement. And I went, oh my God, that's going to take off. Yeah, and then the brakes on theirs don't work. The brakes on theirs don't work, and the angle you see is the mom running by with the buggy, going way too fast, and all of a sudden, it runs her over. (laughs) And it cuts to inside the buggy, and the two daughters are screaming as their mother was run over by a vehicle. Yeah. It looks... (laughs) Horrible. Uh, I I don't find it as funny as you find it, uh, but I do have the note: "Happy Amazing Race, kids! You're orphans now." I could not stop laughing. There's another. How could this have happened? There's another dark comedy moment in this episode that I hit on that I find way funnier. It's unbelievable. And then they go to commercial. Like you just see her on the ground, slumped over. And then they go to commercial, and they come back from the commercial. And they just show it again because they know what they had in this moment. An unbelievable moment. <laughs> the mom just gets run over again. They smash into like a bush. Yeah, the buggy is broken. And 
Then it cuts to a confessional of the daughter saying, Being through what we've been through, like with our father and everything, I'm like, oh my gosh, if we lose our mother, we're gonna be orphans. If I got out of that buggy and saw her laying there, I don't think I could go But I'm not, and we're fine. Yeah. Which is amazing. <laughs> but like the it, shot, what was said, this is the funniest thing in the world. I, I do find this part pretty funny where the girl, these poor teenage girls are, because it's the two girls, like the little boy is like kind of okay, but the two girls like really do fall apart. And I, I cannot blame them. I have fallen apart worse for less. And... Then, like, the mom just kind of is like, cut, is like, quit your bitching. Yeah. So they actually go to go build after they that. They have to go to build because they destroyed their buggy. And as they run back, they pass the Rugrats and go, make sure your brakes work. Yeah. Which is nice of them. Yeah. And so, you know, everyone's doing all of their uh, buggying at this point. It's mostly the buggies and then... The, the wine moms choose to build, and the Jerry Gergich family chooses to build. Yes. I want to say this about the wine moms, because they have an argument while they're building. Yeah. And one of them yells, relax, Karen. I have that. <laughs> I actually, I had one more note that came before that, but I have all in caps in my notes. Relax, Karen. Hilarious. Like, And they have no idea that in 15 years, that's going to be the funniest thing in the world. And like... They're white, middle-aged, blonde women. And she was complaining. Like, yeah, like... This is incredible. Like, this needs to... We need this reaction gif. Yes. Uh, the only note I have that comes before that does not need to be sequential, and it's uh, when they're finished the buggy race, one of the siblings pukes and rallies. That's not even the finish. They're at the turnaround point. Oh, well, he pukes and rallies. Yeah, because they, they, they go so far, and then they reach a sign that says buggy turnaround. They're like, oh my god, we have to go back? I'm going to throw up. And they're like, well, you'll be fine. It's like, no, really. And he gets out and he pukes. Yeah, he pukes. And then he's good. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I'm fine. So then all they have to do is get to the Rohr family farm in Lancaster. Yes. So this They're is... looking for two blue silos is what they're told. Yeah, because I just want to real quick just check something. I'm, gonna, I'm using Google Maps a lot, which you're not allowed to do if you're uh, on. Yeah, while you're searching, I'll say this. It's, I've always thought about The Amazing Race and how badly I want to do it. And then I realized that I don't think I've driven a car without a GPS ever. (laughs) Like there was a, maybe a few years where I was using like MapQuest. Yeah. But the idea of like jumping in a car and needing to get somewhere quickly that you have zero idea how to get to is not an experience I've ever had. And I think it's funny because they call it Lancaster, but it's in Lidditz. Right. Um, which we, we love that area. So I was like, oh, I know the difference. Uh, and this episode was fun for me because it was so much, so many places I had been. Right. And so the wine moms get to the silos, they get to fill and they come in first. Yes. And they are rewarded with $20,000 for first place. And Phil laughing at them. Because they are so woo girls. Yeah. That Phil just kind of cracks up. Woo! Like, he's... It's just... It's kind of sweet. Like, it's very well-intentioned, but Phil's just cracking up. Uh, And then we get in 
This order, we get the Rugrats. Yes, we do. We get the Tragedy Family. Yeah. We get Bible Dad. Yes. We get Douche Dad. Bad Dad jokes. Uh, And Phil is not charmed by Douche Dad. No. Like, it's very funny because you see... When the wine moms, when he tells them they're team number one and they start screaming and celebrating and crying, he's laughing in a very good-natured way. Mm -hmm. Like the, this is a lot, but I'm really happy for you. He is not amused by Douche Dad. Uh, The Italians are next. Yes. And Mama, Mama Paolo goes full Italian mom. She cries, she screams. Yeah, the Italians, like, the mom cried most of the way there because no one's listening to her. And, like, she's being mistreated throughout this entire leg of the race. This entire, we're going to talk about episodes one through five. She's mistreated through episodes one through five to date. She at least starts firing back a little in the later legs. But in this one, she just takes a beating. Uh, Another parent yells at one of the kids in a later episode. Uh, The dad uh, hugs the host, which becomes a trend. And to the point where you can see every time the Italians make it to the mat. He kind of like tenses up. He's like, I'm going to get hugged. He thinks rock thoughts. Oh, I don't want to get hugged by this person. And you see the, um, because they have the greeters in every place. They have someone from that area and they have a uh, Pennsylvania Dutchman. Yes. Um, And he is legitimately unnerved by the Italians. The Italians also say something. I don't know how clips are going to work for this show because I got to pull them off of Hulu, which is not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, But... There's a quote here that I listened to repeatedly and I did not understand what was being said. I believe she says, we were as done as a pregnant deer to the ground. Yes, I still don't know what that was. (laughs) Not a clue. So, uh, and then we get the Jerry Gergich family and the in-laws. Yes. Meanwhile, the black family who has been kind of like coming up behind for this entire race. Yes. Who is the youngest racer of all time with them. Yes. Little eight-year-old Austin. Little eight-year-old Austin has to go get water for the water Because they're building it. And he trips and falls and looks down the camera and pleads for help. Need some help. Mom, Dad! I need some help! And the help. adult... Ign- he pleads an adult for help who ignores him yeah, and waits for his dad to come over. He's face down, like, stuck in the mud. Because he, like, oh, dropped the bucket and he looks up and he goes, I need help. And the cameraman just stays there while this poor child <laughs> pleads. Yeah, I have. Unbelievable. Like, and, and think about it. You're an eight-year-old. You're looking down the lens at an adult. Because he, he does look straight down the lens. He's mm. not... Because he's an eight-year-old. He doesn't know you have to pretend the cameras aren't there. Yeah. Like, it is so upsetting. So eventually he goes, Dad, I need help. And the dad comes and, like, picks him up by the coat. Like, you're fine. All right. (laughs) And then the black family and the siblings are neck and neck. Yes. And the siblings do win. And they are so excited about beating little kids there. Yes. It's such a... Well, the host is very quick to say, like... You lost to some children today. Yeah. Oh, because the Rugrats were second. Yeah. And then uh, Black Family, your last to arrive. Which, Black Family, your last to arrive. What is more American than (laughs) that, like, sentiment? Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The camera has long, loving close-ups on these children's devastated faces. Um, 
the host is like, I'm very proud of you. And I was like, this eight-year-old does not care. No. That you are proud of him. Like, I, and they try, this family is so sweet. They do get a great edit of like, they're so sweet and they're so devoted to each other. And I am so uncomfortable with this, the only family consisting of people of color being used as this like weird inspirational story in the first episode and then forgotten about. Yeah. It's, oh, it's bad. It's bad. My first note on episode two. Shit, now I'm going to have to go to a shoe house. Yes, the first place they have to go is a house that's shaped like a shoe in Lancaster that I did not know existed, but now I want to go to really badly. And uh, as, as people who go to Lancaster pretty often... They have to go to York. That's, that's too far, right? That's too far from anywhere we go. Audience? I, I think next time we go to Lancaster, we should try to go to the shoe house without using a GPS. No. Really, really get this experience. I really don't Crowd want Crowdfund Crypt episode. No. Awesome. No. It is 45 minutes from Hershey Park. You already cheated. You already cheated. It's not cheating if I don't want to. Yes, it is. That is. That doesn't... I can't cheat at a game I did not agree to play. You can cheat at a game you don't want to play, and if it's our winner... Guys, I'm gonna cheat if we ever have to do anything like this. I'm gonna cheat. Nightmare. Anyway, so they have to get to the Haynes Shoe House, where they will find their next clue. So, you have to climb up a shoe house, uh... I have no notes about the shoe house. It's a giant shoe. Nothing of note happens at the shoe house other than I'm excited to go there. Their next leg of the race is they have to go to Washington, D.C. and find the Capitol Reflecting Pool. I repeat, the Capitol Reflecting Pool. That's important uh, because turns out there is more than one reflecting pool in Washington, D.C. and a number of people... Do not know that. Yeah, it's funny because some one of the the teams works near there. Uh, the in-laws. The in-laws. He and he says, "I know exactly where the reflecting pool is. It's between the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial." And what the reason they're showing him saying this is to set up the fact that he's going to the wrong reflecting pool. Yes. But I've been to Washington, D.C., and I go, correct, I know exactly where that is, too. So I, as the viewer, am completely fooled as well by the same mistake. This is a man who wants me to get in a car with him and go somewhere with no GPS that we've never been. That's what makes it a show. Anyway, so Bible Dad... There's a dramatic sting when he's navigating, and he and his teenage son are arguing. Yes. And even though the teenage son ends up being right, uh, Bible Dad refuses. Yes. Let me set the scene. Okay. Let me set the scene for this. Uh, They are driving the wrong way, and they're like, let's take the exit number 28, and that'll get us on the correct road. And they're driving and they're driving and the son is driving and he's looking for this exit and he doesn't see it. And they suddenly realize, because they look at a map and they see uh, a mile marker like, oh, we must have passed it. Yeah, because they're too far. And the son's like, I'm telling you we didn't pass it. I'm telling you I didn't see it. And the dad's like, well, not seeing it 
and not passing it are two different things. Pull over, get out, I'm driving. Yeah. So he gets out and starts driving. And then later on, they discover that the road they're on doesn't have that exit. Yeah. And the son says, so I was right. I didn't pass it. And the dad says, well, I'm trying to navigate with everything going on. There's only so much one person can do. And I write, that's not an apology, douchebag. Yeah, I have. The dad is wrong, but refuses to actually absolve his kid or apologize. Anyway. Um, so the Rugrats and Douche Dad go to the wrong reflecting pool, as do the in-laws. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, the Wine Moms and Tragedy Family, uh, they all, they both go to the correct one. Yes. And the uh, Douche Dad realizes what happens. But doesn't tell the Rugrats. Yes. He takes his family and gets in the car and doesn't tell the family with the young children. Yeah, that they're at the wrong place. Uh, the Italians start realizing they're rapidly running out of gas. They passed a gas station, ignored it, and they are rapidly running out of gas. Yes. Me and Laura look at each other and go, oh my god, they don't know how to pump their own gas, do they? Yeah, that was a fear I had. And we kind of giggle. And then later, there's a shot of going, I don't know, maybe they don't have people who pump gas here in Washington, D.C. And I go, they don't know how to pump their own gas. Yay! (laughs) Because I want to tell you, if you're listening to this in any place that's not New Jersey, in New Jersey, it is unlawful to pump your own gas. There's an attendant that does it for you and you stay in the car in your air conditioning. Well, you should turn the car off, but still. You Uh, turn the car off, but do not turn your car off and get out and go in the Wawa. That is rude. Unless you need a hoagie. No, no, it is rude. Park your car. But it saves time. So, you know, if you got to do it, I get it. Uh, In any case... You are a bad person. In any case... uh, there is a stereotype outside of New Jersey that people from New Jersey don't know how to pump their gas. I don't. I don't know how to pump my own gas. Oh, you don't know how to pump your I own do gas. not know. Yeah. A, a lot of people, it is a true stereotype. It is a stereotype because it is true. Uh, when we were touring with Plus Two Comedy, we had a rule. This is before you were part of the group. That any time we got, got gas out of state, we all had to get out of the car and look confused. So and we knew what we were doing, but the car behind us who saw a car with New Jersey plates pull up to the pump <laughs> and three, and then guys, three guys go out and put their hands in the air and look around, they were always heartbroken. And it was the funniest thing to us. It was our favorite prank. Just like, ah, oh, where's the guy? <laughs> See, it wouldn't have worked once I joined the group because uh, I would have just made eye contact with the driver and been like, hi, please help me. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to help three guys. Yeah, no, true. I, I do have the natural advantage of yeah. being small. One of my favorite jokes. I, I loved doing that bit. So uh, they, they then get this roadblock of they all get a briefcase from a limousine once you get the clue. A roadblock is a task that only one person may perform. In this roadblock, that person has to search the area around the tidal basin for a spy carrying a briefcase identical to their own. There are 50 people carrying briefcases, but only 10 are confirmed spies. Team members will use the password, the sky is blue. 
and anyone who is actually a spy will respond with the phrase, The sea is green. Once team members have made contact, they will exchange their briefcase for the spy's briefcase, which contains their next clue. Yeah, not a big fan of this challenge. It is mostly luck-based. It is entirely luck-based. There is a little bit, like, of math in that. There's ten people who have the... There, yeah, there's ten people that have it of the 50. So, like, it's one in five. Yeah. When you are the first team there. It gets harder over time. Yeah. And this is the only time that I can think the Amazing Race did something where it was punishing you for being later. Yeah. So I'm really not a fan of this. Side note, it is July 3rd, and I apologize if you hear fireworks. Yeah, it it is July 3rd. We actually, our usual recording schedule has been Sundays, but we we weren't going to record on 4th of July. Yeah. So... The uh, the wine moms get it so fast. Yeah, the wine moms are very lucky. Uh, which is really endearing. And the tragedy fam goes second. Uh, douche dad, like, says something terrible and sexist to somebody who does not have the right briefcase. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, I guess her panties are in a bunch. Yeah, oh, I guess her panties are too tight. Yeah. Like, something rude and sexist that does not need to be said. A typical, like, dad joke, look how wacky I am, I don't care that I'm being a shit. Yeah. And in this, uh, Jerry Gergich is realizing he's not as physically fit as he used to be, and he's falling behind his three daughters, who do keep doubling back to catch him, because you can't be more than 20 feet away from your team. Yeah, that's a fun little fact we looked up, was you can't be more than 20 feet away from your teammate, that's why the teams never split up to cover more ground. Yeah. Uh, the Italians do, in fact, complain about pumping gas. Yes, but they do get gas. Yeah. Um, and when they get gas, we see a blockbuster and we applaud. We do. Uh, the Bible dad goes to the wrong one as well. And at this point, the Rugrats have been walking around for so long. And the little boy screams, like, let's ask somebody. And the dad was like, what are we going to ask? And he goes, I don't care. We're going to ask. Hey, help. And that was me on literally every family vacation. Yeah. Uh, when we went to England, the first day of our trip happened because I willed it to be so. I found the currency exchange. I found the cab. I found the Sherlock Holmes theme restaurant my mother insisted on going to. This trip only happened because I willed it to be so. And yet she refuses to go on the Amazing Race with me. I did not... Notice I'm speaking about this like a trauma memory 20 years later. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought this was a I thought this was a victory lap. No, no, no. Um, so Your trauma mem- memory is you succeeding in getting what you want? Do you think I wanted to go to the Sherlock Holmes theme restaurant? Yeah. No, that's my mom's thing. I wanted to go to the Hard Rock Cafe. All right, all right. So, the Rugrats mom Gets lucky as hell. The the Rugrats mom gets out of the car, asks somebody, and immediately gets the briefcase. Yeah, immediately is like, yeah, sky's blue, the sea's green. Ah! Like, all right, let's go. And again, they pass the siblings. We're just like, damn it. The siblings have been like struggling for a while too. Uh, Jerry Gergich gets his, and they all start to head to a Civil War reenactment. Yes. And the, this is the detour. Everyone hits massive traffic. Oh, yeah. But the siblings 
look at the map and go, okay, if we take this detour, we'll circumvent all this traffic. Yes. Surprisingly, this gamble pays off. Mm -hmm. Like this could go either way and it ends up being clever. So, uh, they ha oh, they have to go to Wellborn Manor to get their next clue, but it's literally pull up, grab the thing and go. Yeah, and go. It's not, it's nothing of note happens here. So they get the next detour, which is heat of the battle or heat of the night. Yes. In heat of the battle, they have to walk through this uh, ongoing uh, civil war reenactment and pick up dead and injured soldiers and bring them back to a tent. They have to do this five times. In uh, Heat of the Night, they have to roll a barrel of oil to a bunch of lanterns and fill up 20 of them. They then have to carry the 20 lanterns to this guy. The quartermaster. The quartermaster. And light them in front of him using matches. Yeah. When you light 20 of them, you'll receive your, last, your next clue. You'll receive the flag. And once you get your flag, you can run down the hill and find the pit stop in the nearby field. It is the yes. pit stop, the last team to get there may be eliminated. Yes. Which one would you choose? Uh, I would have chosen the battlefield. I would have chosen the lamps. Yes. This will be the trend of uh, this show is I choose wrong every time. And Laura's <laughs> like, no, this will be quicker. And then she's right. And then she refuses to go on the amazing race. With me. Because my thought is, okay, it's five versus 20. That five has to be significantly harder than the 20. So I'm right. Um, yeah, everyone that does the the lanterns flies through it. Yes. Uh, so the tragedy family gets through the lamps and they motor through the lamps. Yes. It's 20 lamps. They get through it. They done. Yeah. In they win. They get to the pit. They get to the, uh, the mat first. Yes. And they win a trip to Bermuda. A Bermuda at a beautiful uh, hotel with a nine hole golf course. So yeah. half a golf course. Yeah, it's very nice. It's very charming. So then we get uh, we get everybody kind of struggling. Everybody who does the battlefield struggles through it. Yeah, which which is weird. The uh, it's the, everybody except for the Bible Dad and Douche Dad and the Tragedy Fam. Everyone else does well. Just to, to a few things there. One. Uh, the little boy in the Rugrats is like, Battlefield, we're doing Battlefield. Yeah. Which I was like, you're not going to be doing any of the lifting here. <laughs> Why are you choosing Battlefield? There is a shot of the little girl carrying the soldier's hat behind yeah. her. <laughs> As the other three are struggling because she's tiny. Uh, she can't do like anything. So yeah, Tragic Family gets first place. Uh, the siblings end up getting second. Yes. Uh, wine Moms come in third. Bad dad jokes come in fourth. In-laws come in fifth. Gary Gurdjick comes in sixth. They were, And Gary Gurdjick is so sweaty. Yeah, he is spent. Uh, Rugrats come in seventh. And then the Italians and Bible Douche show up at roughly the same time. Yes. Uh, they... The Bible Douche actually shows up a little bit early. Mm -hmm. They choose Battlefield. Yes. They receive the first... Uh, body and the dad goes, we're switching. This is too hard. And you see the son just die inside. He throws his bandana yeah. in like a fit of rage. Um, both sets of parents, the Rogers and the Paolos, Bible dad and uh, the Italians, bitch up a blue streak. Yes. 
and they get the they get to their flags quote quote at the same time. And this is obviously amazing race manipulative editing. Yes. Of it looks like it's a very close foot race. Mm-hmm. And the Italians narrowly beat out Bible Dad. Yes. And uh, the Bible douche gets eliminated. Now, did his daughter look familiar to you at all? The Bible douche is dead? The Bible douche's daughter. The, oh, no. Uh, she competed on Fear Factor. Oh, really? As Miss Louisiana, when they had like the Miss America or Miss USA episode. Oh, really? She wins. Interesting. So I thought that was interesting because um, there's little like trivia bites of it's amazing how much of them ended up doing a lot more of these reality shows. A lot of them did have multiple appearances and we're, we're just talking about stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, I like bringing up these trivia when we get to the elimination of the family mm-hmm. uh, because that seems to be the most logical time to do it. Okay. Episode three. Episode three begins with them basically having to fly to Charleston. Yeah. So what happens here is they call it the airport. The, and you go, the great equalizer. Yes. Because the flights leave at certain times. So your um, your advantage doesn't mean a lot. Yes. It like, it does and it doesn't. If you're in first place, you're guaranteed to... Be on the first flight because yeah. usually not everyone can get on the first flight. If you're on, if you're in last place, you're going to end up tied with at least a few other teams. So that's not a big. But what deal. I, the order of departure? Because uh, the Wikipedia I'm using gives you the times they could leave. Yes, they're all within a half an hour. Yeah. So, or excuse me, within forty minutes. But yeah. like the Weavers or the um, Tragedy Family, the siblings and the Wine Moms are within four minutes of one another. That's one red light. Yeah. Like, it is very, very close. Uh, And we've already started to hit... uh, Nobody really seems to like... They keep calling them the Florida family. The tragedy fam. Yes. And Bad Dad Jokes does not like tragedy fam for some perceived slight. And there's a moment where... uh, Bad Dad Jokes' son is sitting there chilling with Tragedy Family son. Like, they're both, like... Yeah, they're roughly the same age. Yeah, they're both, they're like, 14 They're bored in an airport, so they're just, like, they're being silly together. And Bad Dad Jokes' wife mm-hmm. yells at the kid, and the kid calls his stepmom a bitch. She's a bitch. And, like, all these kids were doing were just, like, chilling together for a yeah, second. being... having fun, being kids... Like and like I say, a lot of the Amazing Race you don't see it is downtime. Like, yes, they had to wait for hours at the airport, and then they had to go on a flight that took hours. Like, yeah, it's rough. Uh, they fly to Charleston, and they have to go to their next location where they find the next detour, which is Forest Gump or Muddy Waters. Yes, Forest Gump. Is you have to get onto a uh, nearby shrimping boat and dehead two hundred pounds of shrimp. In muddy waters, they have to fly. They need to fly. They need to drive somewhere slightly further away and then complete a single lap of this muddy run course. 
Uh, I, of course, say shrimp it ain't easy, as I've learned over the years, and say that Muddy Waters is clearly the best choice. Uh, Laura says, no, it's probably Forrest Gump. Laura is correct and refuses to do the Amazing Race with me. So... My strategy here is you have to drive 37 miles to the mud race mm-hmm. and seven miles to the shrimp boat. So to me, I'm like, okay, the shrimp boat's under 10 minutes and the muddy waters is probably about 40 minutes if you don't hit any traffic. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's a half an hour that you could use to dehead 200 pounds of shrimp. That's 50 pounds of shrimp each, mm-hmm. roughly. Um, I looked at it and that's about, you know, there's about 25 shrimp in a pound. Uh, but these look like colossal shrimp. Yeah, they're pretty big shrimp. I do Jumbo shrimp. These are these do look like giant shrimp. I will say the mud run looks more fun. Mud run looks real fun unless you get stuck, and you could get stuck. Yes. The in-laws do the mud run. Yes. After the first, like, six times they get stuck, and the rugrats show up and nail it in one. Yeah, like... It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and, like, they do the mud run because the kids want to do it. Yeah. And I do appreciate that they're competing, but the Rugrats' parents are clearly, like, also trying to show their kids a good time. Yeah. Like, they're like, we're doing this adventure. So they let the kids do ha- have that call, and they just beast the mud run. And the other people who do it are the wine moms, who also get through pretty quickly. The wine moms? Yes. Yes, the wine moms do uh, do it pretty quickly. It's the tragedy, tragedy family quits. I was going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. The tragedy family and the in-laws have a much harder time. Uh, the in-laws kind of subscribe to sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. Um, tragedy family... Decides they're going to cut their losses. Yeah, and they go do shrimp. The in-laws end up doing it after 14 tries. Yes. And then uh, Bad Dad Jokes, Siblings, and Jerry Gergich all do the shrimps. Yeah, the Italians are doing the shrimp, and uh, the mom starts ripping the heads off and throwing them at her family. Yeah, shrimp head for you! Ah, Ma, enough! Yeah, I have a note here. They yell at each other while shelling shrimp. Yes. And then you have to get to the Charleston Visitor Center, and you can sign up for one of two buses. Yes. There's a 3 p.m. bus and a 5 p.m. bus. This is where Noah gets upset at mechanics. So, bus one, because we're going to get back to everyone who's doing the shrimp. Yeah. But bus one are the siblings, who did the shrimp, uh, bad dad jokes, who did the shrimp, the wine moms, who managed to just beast the mud run. Yeah. And Jerry Gergich and his kids... Who did the shrimp? Yes. Uh, so all of the shrimp, except for the wine moms who got super lucky. Um, then we see the Italians yelling at each other while shelling shrimp. And the tragedy family covered in mud and shrimp. But everyone does make it onto a bus. Yes. Like, they do all make yeah. it to a bus. Now, the mist, they're mystery buses. They don't know where they're going. So they have no idea that they are going to be on this bus for, for eight a- Hours. <laughs> They're going to Huntsville, Alabama to the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. Um, and there is a part where uh, one of the daughters of the tragedy fam starts to come apart. And as someone who 
if I don't get enough sleep for like two nights in a row, mm-hmm. my emotional health splinters. Yeah. Uh, I'm really sympathetic to her. So what ends up happening is it turns out the buses have a pit stop at a Waffle House. Yes. And they're just like at the Waffle House and like the tragic fam on the bus were like really beat down. I believe it's the uh, the Rugrats dad who goes, Yeah, in last place! <laughs> the bus leaves. Yes. Uh, Which isn't. Isn't the most supportive thing, I guess. I mean, I think it's a funny joke yeah. to say. Good but, dad joke. Yeah. So they're at the Waffle House. This girl's like breaking down. It's like, let's just have fun. Let's just have fun. So they leave the Waffle House and they start like doing pirouettes and being silly. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, this is weird. And then they honk it on the bus and the one girl starts singing, this is the song that never ends, but says this is the bus trip that never ends. And there's a reaction shot of the 12-year-old boy being like, they need to cut their bullshit. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but he does. He says long... it in his eyes. Oh, okay. I, I really like the two Rugrat children. Oh, uh, Rugrats I think are my favorite team. Delightful and expressive. Uh, that all happens after literally the entire first bus gets through. Yeah. There is nothing that happens after the bus ride that would give the people on the second bus a chance to catch up. On top of that, it's really almost like who can sprint the fastest. Yes. At this point. Because they have to get to the Buckbee hangar. Yes. And they hit a roadblock where you have to get in the space camp centrifuge. And Megan does a thing where she yells, it's space camp. She's one of the siblings. Uh, So Two members must do this and pull 3.2 Gs. Yes, in the centrifuge. Somebody, I forget who it was, says, ooh, they simulate, oh, it's uh, the Rugrats. The Rugrats dad says, they simulate weightlessness here. And the little boy goes, I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm the one doing this one. And I was like, well, you're going to actually do the exact opposite of this. That being said, if I have a pre-teenager who does not get motion sickness, I am sending them on this. Oh, yes. Because, like, kids are... Kids are... They have one of two things. They do not get motion sickness or they get nothing else. Yes. So, let me break this down for you. Okay. The, the, The centrifuge roadblock challenge is basically a ride. Yes. There is only one of them. So you have to run up and grab a number. After the ride, you have to run to a, a museum where you'll log on to American Online. Oh, yeah. And watch a video of the host telling them where the uh, the pit stop is. And it's like a rocket. So then you have to run from there to this rocket to check in. So let's say you're last in line at the centrifuge. Yep. There is nothing you can do to improve your spot in the race until after you're off this thing. And the other team already has a length of the ride head start from you. Yeah. And then the only thing that can happen to slow them down is they don't run fast or they happen to run in the wrong direction. Yeah. There's no challenges after this point. There's like, it's not like the clue is hidden no. Like, it's not like using American Online is hard. So wouldn't you know it? Uh, the, the first one on there is 
Jerry Gergich, and well, it's two of the daughters. Yeah, the Gary Gergich team is the first to ride the centrifuge. And what do you know? They come in first on this leg, and they win free gas for life. Yeah. They didn't know. What year was it that was really bad? Like 2008? I bet you they were the happiest family oh, in 2008. Yeah. Uh, the siblings come in second. What do you know? They went in second on the thing. Bad dad jokes come in third. What do you know? They rode the thing third. Uh, and wine moms come in fourth. What do you know? They were the fourth one to, to ride the thing. They were all on the same bus. It was just who grabbed a number the fastest. Absolutely. Um, so then out of the second one. The second bus. The second bus. Uh, it is in this order, the tragedy family, the Italians, and the Rugrats. Yes. The in-laws are eliminated. And then my next note is that you didn't like this leg. I, I you, hate it. You did go on this, like, I wanted to make sure you had time to explain why you didn't like it. Yeah, there's just, there's no, op- like, your sentence was sealed that you were getting eliminated when you were on the second bus. And like... Yes, you had some control on whether or not you were getting on the first bus or the second bus. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the second bus, someone on that bus was getting eliminated. Yeah, like the first bus, unless you screwed up in such an amazing epic way, mm-hmm. you were going to be fine. Yeah, there was nothing that could happen. There was a two-hour hole. Yeah, there was nothing that the first bus was going to do that was going to cost them two hours. As for the second bus, as soon as the in-laws grabbed number eight on this centrifuge uh, roadblock... It was impossible to catch up because you were just waiting in line at an amusement park. Yeah. Like there was no way you were getting on, like you were going to do the ride faster. This is very poorly designed. Like there should have been something after centrifuge. Yeah. That gave people a chance to catch up. And the fact that they didn't is poorly planned. Episode four. Episode four. This runs with a title card ahead of it Mm -hmm. uh, because... We may have mentioned that this started airing in September 27th, 2005. Hurricane Katrina made landfall essentially the month before, the end of August. Uh, Because I remember uh, being shocked when I found out because it was when I went to college. It was like literally like the first week of school at college and I just didn't notice. Yeah. Because you're in that weird bubble. So they run a card because they're going to film in New Orleans and they wanted to make sure the audience knew this was before. Yes. Because we do see a storm brewing. Yeah. And admittedly, that looks really ominous. It looks like a bad storm. And it looks really terrifying Mm. if all you've been watching in the news is death and destruction Mm -hmm. of New Orleans and then you see the storm... It's very easy to think that, like, oh, my God, did the Amazing Race outrun Hurricane Katrina? Yeah. So they run a title card. And I I wanted to point out that they run this title card because in the next episode, they actually run a talking head with Phil. Yeah. Um, Which I found really interesting. Almost, I almost felt like maybe the card was not well received. Yeah. And they had to, like, quickly film a talking head for the next week. Mm-hmm. I haven't found whether... The, I'll, I'll see if I can find it before we record part two. Right. Uh, or if... Uh, I'd love to find the dates this filmed. And uh, see if I can find whether they were able to just get a talking head with Phil before the race was over. Anywho. 
Uh, you have to get to the world's biggest office chair. Yes, <laughs> and they do. I want to say that the Italians are fighting before they get in their car. Yeah. They're now, already screaming at each other. And again, because of that two-hour length, like... The Jerry Gergich family and the siblings are leaving at 115 and 118. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Italians are not able to leave until a full two and a half hours later. Yeah. So you have to get the office chair and you have to one member of your team has to climb up on the world's biggest office chair. Yeah. And it's cute because the Rugrats send the little girl. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, all right. Uh, my next note is that uh, Carissa Gagan must be protected at all costs. Uh, that's the little girl. She must be protected at all costs. She is pure and good. Oh, because she climbs up and is adorable? Yes. Um, so, the next thing they have to do is they have to go to Talladega. And they have to hunt for their next clue in the Motorsports Hall of Fame. And they get in the car and read, they read the clue. And then they're driving there. And one of the Jerry Gergich daughters goes, oh my God, the Florida family. Yeah, like, Tragic Fam is going to have a tough time with this. Because they lost their father in a speedway accident. And mm-hmm. it they are very... I will say the Jerry Gergich family treats it very sensitively. They kind of all have a moment of like, oh, that's that sucks. Yeah, not everyone's going to do that. Uh, There's some foreshadowing. Uh, bad dad jokes kind of makes a gleeful comment about well, it. That's yeah. gross. Yeah, it's not going to be till later, but... Uh, the next stop is this, uh, the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And it says you have to complete a lap. Yeah. On the racetrack. And everyone's like, race cars! Awesome! They have to ride what is called a party bike. Yeah. It is a bike with a steering wheel that's like a, that eight people can sit on in a circle and pedal. This is clearly for bar hopping. Oh, yeah, it's a drunk bike. You it see them all the bike. time in Philly. Yeah, like they all have cup holders. It's like, oh, okay, this is a drunk bike. And you have to go around the racetrack on this thing, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That's that's a fun thing. Uh, as Bad Dad Jokes is doing it, Bad Dad Joke goes, <laughs> you imagine the Florida family doing this? It's so mean and so unnecessary. Yeah. He also has to stop for some reason. Like, at one point, he's like, ah, I want to readjust my seat or something. And the daughter's like, every moment counts. We're in a race. What are you doing? Yeah, she starts, uh, Stassi starts to lose it. And we're, we're going to talk about Stassi a lot yeah. at the end of this uh, well, episode. When they finish the lap, the dad's like, let's hurry. And he pretends like he can't run because it was on his, like, groin. Yeah. Like, he kind of runs like a cowboy. Uh just to, like, make his family laugh. And this is, like, the epitome of a dad joke is the dad is the only one that thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't care. I'm being funny. He's like, no, we're in a race for a million dollars. Stop goofing around and start running, please. Yes. Um, so we we have that bit. And the next thing they have to do is find the Southern Colonel in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Well, do we want to talk about how Tragifam does? Uh we actually get the clue before we get to them. Okay. Uh, this is the one thing with Amazing Race with taking the notes is we find out the next leg because you have people who are completing the next leg before. So yeah. my notes sometimes kind of feel out of sequence. Mm-hmm. They get there and uh, when Tragedy Family finds out they have to go to Talladega, one of the girls breaks down. Yes. And starts to like freak out, mm-hmm. which is understandable. It's like, hey. 
hey, hey, you know your trauma? Here you go. Yeah, because when they pull the actual clue that says complete the lap, the one girl goes, mommy, we can't. And it's like, heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, and it's a teenage girl saying, like, mommy, we can't. Yeah. And then it turns out that they just have to ride a bike and they kind of, like, power through it. And it's actually, like, kind of nice. Oh, the mom is like... You guys, I want to tell you something. Your daddy liked racing. Just let it go. You're above all this. We're going to do it. And, like, it's a very sweet moment. Meanwhile, on the road, um, the Jerry Gergich family gets up neck and neck with the siblings. So one of the Jerry Gergich daughters gets mm. up out of her seat, drops her drawers, and hangs her whole butt out the window to the joy and hilarity of both families, mm. including her dad, who also finds it funny. And it's one of these like really fun moments of these two families kind of like each other. Like these two families have, I wouldn't call it an alliance, but these two families seem to be friendly. Because, mm-hmm. like, she moons them and they're not, like, offended or upset. They're like, woo! Um, my next note, this is the best thing to happen to the male siblings all day. And we see the Italians doing their lap. And as the Italians do their lap, an incredibly nasty storm is brewing. Yes. As some of the other families are already getting to Mississippi and getting to the trailer park that they have to get to. And you have to find one of three departure times. 7.20, 7.40, or 8 a.m. Yes. A couple teams have trouble finding the Southern Colonel. A couple teams refuse to believe it's a trailer park. And I just want to point out, uh, dad bad jokes, uh, rips a page out of a phone book like a douchebag. He rips the page out of the phone book. Yeah. Like, so if anyone else went to that store, mm-hmm. that page is ripped out. Yep. So rude. Um, Carissa who looks a little bit like Carol Ann from Poltergeist, the little girl, uh, walks into the trailer and goes, I like these trailers to be evil. I don't like this trailer. It's evil. <laughs> Love it. And I've, I've told you my Poltergeist story, right? Yes. Have I told it on Mike? I feel like you told it on Mike very recently. Yeah, when like they weaponized the fact that I also looked like Carol Ann when I was mm-hmm. a kid. So when she said that, I was like, oh, that's very funny. Um, Meanwhile, Bad Dad Jokes is arguing incessantly with his daughter, who is screaming that she wants to be listened to. Yes. And in the end, the people who find the earliest departure time are the Gergich family and the siblings. Yeah. Because they kind of work together a little bit. Yeah. They find an 8 a.m. time and then somebody goes, well, I found 740. Let's keep looking because they're clearly different. And then they realize that 720 is the earliest they can find. Yes. So they both take 720. Yeah. The next team to show up is actually the Tragedy family, and they grab an 8 o'clock time because they don't look around. Yep. So they done messed up. Uh, And the uh, douchebag dad or bad dad jokes do not want to look around as much as the daughter's like, let's keep looking. Yeah. They end up grabbing an 8 a.m. time, and she ends up screaming, No, we're with the Florida team now! Because I guess they just hate Tragic Fam. Yeah. Also, the Rugrats end up at 8 a.m. And then part of you just kind of thinks, like, did they just take 8 a.m. because they want 20 more minutes to sleep with... Like, yeah, like, yeah, that's fine, I'll sleep And then the 7.40 time is the Italians and the Wine Moms. 
uh, they have to go to a specific BP station. That product placement, though. Mm-hmm. Um, find a guy named Les. They have to find a guy in a BP uniform named Les. And uh, they have to get their next clue from him. They have to go to Richland, get this BP station on the 916 highway. Mm. And then they have to go to Madisonville in the Pelican State. Yeah, so they have to realize that the Pelican State is Louisiana. So when they get to the BP station, the wine moms utterly blow past it, which gives the Italians an advantage, and they end up in third. Um, uh, Stassi, the bad dad joke's daughter, calls her father ugly, <laughs> which is funny. Yes. And the teams get to Louisiana, and the detour this time is work or play. In work, teams have to use one of those saw pairs that you two see. Two-man saw. Two-man saws that you see in like a Looney Tunes and cut a log into four pieces. Yeah, and they have to cut off a 12-inch in diameter log. Yes. Uh, in play, teams enter a canoe and go to an old-timey ferry boat and they have to play uh, 21 against a licensed dealer. All four family members have to beat the dealer, which means they all have to get a number higher than the dealer's number or the dealer has to bust. Yes. If any of the uh, the family members bust, they're, they're, they lose that round. Yes. Uh, and they have to dress up. So there's like fun, like flapper clothing for the uh, the players and the and workers flatters. have like flannels and work clothes. Uh, I say we got to go play because I like gambling. Laura says that they should work. Laura is correct in which one is faster and refuses to do the amazing race <laughs> with me. It's... All of these things are true. Because I look at it and I'm like, okay, four logs. There's no chance here. You are going to get through four logs. Mm -hmm. You also have to take a canoe to the riverboat. And that's extra travel time where you do not have to do it with the logs. There's also the changing rooms. You only have to throw on like a flannel Mm -hmm. to do the logs to look like a log man. Lumberjack? Log man. You one of them logmans? (laughs) And then... um, you have to put on like a full on like 1920s outfit. Yeah, uh, to, to correct you, you get to. You get to wear a boa. Come yeah, on. You get to. I, I will agree. You get to. So uh, the people who choose uh, to work are the Italians, the siblings, and the wine moms initially. Yes. And somehow the Italians. Just beast it. They just crush it, yeah. The teams that choose to play are the Gergich family, Bad Dad Jokes, Tragedy Family, and the Rugrats. Yes, because the Rugrats should be using saws. Yeah. Uh, The Rugrats actually end up having so many problems, they move to the other one. Um... So then they have to do the world's longest bridge in New Orleans. They and have They have to drive across the world's largest bridge. in. I think it's in the United States. Oh, it says world's. Oh, world's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, to get to the French Quarter to Preservation Hall for the pit stop. So uh, the Jerry Gergich family comes in first. And they win a fully expense paid trip to Universal Orlando and the theme parks. Yay, good for Gary Gergich. Uh, it's really chilling because you see rains and storms brewing through this whole episode. Yeah. Um, and then we get one of my favorite moments. One of the wine moms 
breaks down for no <laughs> for reason. no she starts crying and then there's a talking head of her still crying like sometimes i just cry and it makes me feel better yeah like it is very silly okay i just found the filming dates because it was actually legitimately bothering me uh july yeah so about a month they they actually move through about six weeks before katrina yeah so it, it is really chilling watching this uh, the Italians are right behind. Yeah, the Italians come in second, despite all their fighting. The siblings come in, and Phil goes, I heard there was a full moon yesterday. <laughs> and the brothers are like, yeah! Yeah, <laughs> she's hot. Uh, and then we get the Wine Moms, Tragedy Fam, and the Rugrats. The Rugrats have now made a career of, we only have to beat one yes. team at a time. Now, I really want to point out that... As Bad Dad Jokes is driving to this club where the uh, the <laughs> pit stop is, he's like, you know, it's kind of unfair to the other teams because, you know, we live here. We're going to pass our house yeah. on our way to this pit stop. So we know exactly where we're going. And then they didn't know where they were going and they get eliminated. And it's hilarious. Both the wife and the daughter cry. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really, like, upsetting for everyone that he manages to, like... Because they actually got lost on the way to the detour. And they men- he mentions working a mile from the park. Yeah. So they get lost on the way to the detour, not on the way to the pit stop. Oh, it's both. Oh, he It lost- is both. He does get lost on the way to the pit stop? Too? Yeah, because he says, like, I made a wrong turn and couldn't find the bar at ah. the pit stop. And... Uh, the daughter in the last talking head blames herself for not being uh, assertive enough. And the dad blames himself for being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. He says, like, I'm, you know, I should have been the leader. And I want to say, like, I'm like, well, at least they're already home. But we then found out that if you're eliminated, you don't get to go home. You have to go to Sequesterville. <laughs> yeah, they sequester you for the entire... You are on the hook for the entire three weeks. You do not get to come home. Yeah, even though he is home? Now, they did lose their home to Hurricane Katrina. Right. Um, And they actually stayed with Bible Dad and Bible Dad's family, which is very, like, it's kind of sweet to see this, like, relationship continue. Yeah, Uh, I've actually heard that one of the greatest things about The Amazing Race is if you have the DVDs, mm -hmm. you can watch them with audio commentary with the contestants. Oh my God, we should... And like the contestants talk about how like they like screwed with each other and like mean-spirited things that they did in the race, but like they're all cool with it. Like it's very interesting time. So I've heard that it's great to listen to the audio commentary of those DVDs. So uh, we're also going to talk about Stassi because like Brittany from the Rogers family... Uh, Stassi had done other reality shows. Really? Uh, she goes on about three years after this to go on. Her stepmother puts her up for a show called Queen Bees. Okay. And she thinks it's a reality show about who's the biggest diva. Right. It's Charm School. Oh, the VH1 show? It is a Nickelodeon version, mm-hmm. but it is essentially like bratty girls being reformed. Fun. And we watched a couple clips of it. Yeah. Um, to kind of get the measure of her and... She comes in, there's like eight girls and she comes in sixth. Yeah. She was also on the show Vanderpump Rules. Right. I don't know what that is. Um, You know, 
I don't know anything about Vanderpump. I always thought it was about shoes because the word pump is in it, but I don't think that's actually true. Uh, it's a reality show about the employees of a restaurant. Okay. And Stassi was on it. However, uh, she was fired in June 2020 for a series of racist remarks and dismissive, dismissive content comments about Me Too. Oh, fun. Uh, she has tried to, like, reform her image since then, uh, literally calling herself a Karen and realized that she was... Uh, she never thought of herself as being racist, but she was not actively anti-racist. Gotcha. Like, she realized that That's she... good social awareness to realize about yourself. Yeah, so she... Um, she kind of is trying to change. She just had a child. So she is trying to kind of uh, move on from that part of her life. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to kind of, like, talk about the fact that she is reforming. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the Schroders are also the only family to be eliminated in their hometown. Yes, ever in the history of the race. Yeah, so, like, that's it for... Uh, bad dad jokes. I started calling him bad dad jokes because I felt bad calling him a douche constantly. Um, he is very unkind through the entire process, though. Uh, episode five, we get... It starts off with Phil doing a bit about uh, Hurricane Katrina and kind of running a spoken version of the card we saw in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, the first leg of this is they have to fly to Panama City. Yes. So it's another one where you have to do the airport and the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. And then you have to look for um, a scientist named Ricardo Diaz, who will yes. give you the next clue. Uh, Tragedy Family is super mad that the siblings and the Jerry Gergich family have become really friendly. Yeah. Like they've kind of started taking to spending a lot of time together and cracking jokes and they are all very pleasant to one another. So, like, Tragedy Family's mad. And now there's a lot of arguing about the planes. Because the first flight is the siblings, uh, the Jerry Gergich family, and the Italians. The second flight is the wine moms, the Rugrats, and the Tragedy Family. Yes. So, we have that whole thing. All of the arguments, everyone trying to run to get the Continental flight because that's the one that's going to get there an hour and a half earlier. Right. There's this weird, like, invented problem where the tragedy fam just kind of, like, talks to someone. Mm -hmm. Like, so, like, they're just kind of talking about, like, how airports work. Yeah. And everyone else is like, that bitch found another flight. Then she's not telling us. And, like, there's this invented drama that... They're, I guess, they think is carrying over throughout the rest of the race, but you're going to see that they're on the same plane as you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of arguing. It, it's just invented drama. So then we all get to Panama. Right. And now they have to get to the Smithsonian Tropical Research Institute yes. via water taxi. Now, the water taxis don't open for another like eight hours. Yeah. So they all sleep in a shack together. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. And I was like, ah, Laura will never do the amazing race with me. Yeah. Like, good God. And so they get in line to get in. They actually end up forming a line based on like the order they got to the shack. Yeah. And to get to the water taxis. 
And there's a moment where the dad Italian is just excited. And he goes, like, Paolo's! And one of the boys is, like, crappy to him. Mm-hmm. Right after he'd been, like, crappy to the mom in the airport, to the point that another parent was like, be nice to your mother. Yeah, it's your mom. Uh, the, the, the part in the water taxi is, one, the Rugrats, for some reason, have the worst boat. Like, they were there, like, third, maybe fourth. Yeah. And everyone passes them, and then all of a sudden the boat's like, we're going to go pick up other people. And they're like, no, we're in a race. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, Meanwhile, every other family, because they're in Panama, is speaking speedy Gonzalez Spanish. Oh my God. It's just nothing but like, let's go, andale, andale. Hola. Andale, andale. Yay. It's like, no, everyone stop doing it. Rapido, por favor. Rapido, por favor, when you can, is the exact line. Yeah, like... It's such... Oh, it's it's not even high school Spanish. It is Dora the Explorer Spanish. No, it is Speedy Gonzalez. I know, but like... I'm. It's to... only Arriba, <laughs> Rapido, and Andale. So, uh, then we get to the detour with the option of the fast forward. And the detour is Rhythm or Coos. Yes. In Rhythm... They have to go around a city collecting various instruments uh, and then carry them to a jazz club. In coups, they have to use binoculars to find five hidden wooden birds and then correctly identify what bird they are and then hand them to, like, the bird master. Yeah, the bird expert who's clearly a guy who's trying to work for a SAG card. At this point, I have realized that my decision will just be wrong. So I just turn to Lara and go, so what will we do? And I pick birds. And again, she's right. Yeah, which is very funny because uh, there's also the option to do the fast forward. Yes. The fast forward is tandem bungee jumping. Yes. And uh, several of the families. Consider the fast forward. Yes. Uh, The Italians and the Rugrats actually get there. Yes. Now, it should be noted that usually the way the fast forward works is the fast forward lets you skip everything and go to the pit pit stop. Yes. Usually the rule is you can only use the fast... Your team can only use the fast forward once uh, during the race. And only one person can use the fast forward per leg. For some strange reason... This is the only fast forward on this race. Yeah. uh, According to Phil, which I thought was a bit odd. Uh, So the Italians attempt to go for it and the Rugrats attempt to go for it. And the Italians edge them out just a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the dad and the brother do it. Yeah. Of the the Italians. Yes. And they are cool with it. Yeah. They have a great time. The dad is the happiest man in the world. I want nothing but the best for this man. Mm -hmm. Uh, the mom and the other brother have a much harder time. Yes. Let me rephrase that. The other brother does. Yeah, the mom's okay with it. She's not thrilled, but she's like, we got to do it. The other brother's not big on it. And I was just sitting there like, could, this could be the greatest moment in television. If this grown-up wusses out. If this grown-up Italian New Jerseyan wusses out so this nine-year-old girl and her mom <laughs> could jump off a pier, I would never stop laughing. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for me, 
the Italians successfully complete the fast forward and they go right to the pit stop, which means the Italians come in first. Yes. And you can see it on Phil's face. I'm getting How so hot. badly he doesn't want to have to tell them this. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> You're team number one. And they win a trip back to Panama. But like on purpose at a resort, not at a shack. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty good. So uh, we get to the rest of the teams having to do the detour. Yes. And uh, we get the siblings and the wine moms decide to work together. Yes. Because they're... their usual partners, the Jerry Gergich family, have decided to go for birds. Yes. So they're doing the uh, the musical instruments, which is not a very good challenge visually for the viewer. No. But they're just kind of running into buildings and they're like, oh, here's the trumpet. Let's grab two for the other team. Yeah. And like they just work together and then they get there and then it's done. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, the Rugrats are doing this challenge but working alone. Yes. And having a much harder time. Yeah, because it's a little girl trying to carry a bongo. <laughs> yes. And the next thing they need to do... Uh, when, Because the siblings narrowly edge out the wine moms. Yes. Because they get the cases packed faster. Mm-hmm. They need to go to the baseball stadium. And they have to hit in a pinch. It's the roadblock. Yes. And you need to hit a base hit or a home run. You can try... As many times as you like, unless someone is behind you, then you can try three times. Yes, and it's not three strikes. Three pitches. Three pitches. Yes. And uh, you have to get on base is basically the deal. Yeah. Uh, There seems to be, like, you could hit it and they could catch it, but that's not something we ever really see. No. Uh, But it is a professional little league pitcher, which is fun because it's a kid. Yes. Uh, There is a great moment where... um, Oh, somebody tries to adopt a street dog. Yeah, there are dogs. And and you just hear a voiceover of, Doggy! It is not clear if it's Carissa or an adult. I am positive it was an adult. Um, yeah, that's why I have the note. Someone tries to adopt a street dog. I get it. And so they decide the dad for the Rugrats is going to get it because they everyone else is like struggle bussing. Yeah, so everyone kind of gets in line to, to do the... the the batting. The uh, young boy from the tragedy fam is batting, and someone from the siblings goes, Hey, bada, 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 swing! And the tragedy mom's like, We're being supportive. Yeah. Don't try to make a miss. It's like, That's it's baseball. Relax. And like, one of the, the wine mom who's doing it is starting to fall apart. She's yeah. having a really difficult time with it. She um, gets three pitches in a row that are like in the dirt, like unhittable. Like, she would have walked on base if, if there were balls. Uh, the Rugrats' dad gets a hit in the first try. Yeah, crushes it, too. And they are so... Ha- and, like, the family is happy. And they get back on their bus, and they hit a literal roadblock. Like, there's a pickup truck unloading soda. Yeah, unloading a Pepsi machine. I have here, uh, the Tragedy family gets uh, on base on an error. Yeah. Because uh, he hits it, and it rolls through the pitcher's legs. Yes. Doesn't matter, still counts. Um, so then, after that, they have to go to the Miraflores locks. Yes. And Tragedy Family actually comes in second. Yes. 
The Jerry Gergich family comes in third. Yes. I'd like to point out the second and third place families both picked birds. Um, the siblings came in number four. Yeah. So then it's down between the Rugrats and uh, the Wine Moms. Rugrats are dealing with the fact that there's a soda machine being unpacked in front of their, their bus. Uh, wine Moms realize that they might come in last. And they are genre savvy. Yes. They know that there are three non-elimination marks, or th- non-elimination points on the race. Yes. They don't know if this is one of them, but they know that if they come in last on one of those, they will not be eliminated, but they will take everything but the clothes on their back. So they start putting on all their clothes. Every, all the clothing. So like over their, their jeans, it's just like six pairs of underwear and like bikini bottoms and like hoodies and hats and gloves, they look r- insane. Yeah, uh, the Rugrats end up making it in fifth. The Wine Moms are sixth, and Phil has to tell them they have come in last. Fortunately, this is a non-elimination point on the race, one of three, and you can see him like almost be bummed out that like they game the system. Like, I have to take everything from you. Besides the clothes on your back, and then they woohoo. They woo! And in the next episode, they will be given no money to start the race. Yeah. And uh, that's where we're going to stop here. That's halfway through. Yeah, and, and these are long. Yes. So we we wanted to kind of give it a fair shake for... Yes. Uh, the first episode was two hours long, so that's why we broke them five and six, because that way it's yeah. six hours of content per episode. So, so far, we don't want to give this, like, a verdict or anything like that. I will say that in the beginning, I was like, there's no way I can follow this. There's too many people. Yeah. By the second episode, since we kind of gave everyone nicknames. Yeah. Like, I was pretty on board on who everyone was. Yes. Uh, They definitely do a thing where each family has a main character. Oh, absolutely. So, like, there was, like... Like, think about bad dad jokes. Like, we talked about him entirely, and then a little bit about his daughter. Yeah. But, like, the other two people were just kind of there. Yeah, like, the Rugrats, the two children, are by far the leads of the family. Yeah, if I, if I ever just saw the mom from the Rugrats, I'm like, wait, who's that? But I, oh, okay. I have to admit, not every family really has a main character. Like, the sisters really don't. Yeah, just you see four the, interchangeable blondes. Yeah, the, the, they're always in pink, so you know who they are. And you can pick them out from the Jerry Gergich family because there's a man with yes. the Jerry Gergich family. But they don't really have a lead Yeah. either way. Uh, the siblings have the girl. Yeah. Because she's the girl among them. They also, like, the siblings are buff dudes. Like, there are no guys that look like the siblings. Uh, the Italians, it's definitely the mom and dad. I disagree. I think the dad is the least important character. That's true. I think it's the mom. Because it's the mom and the two brothers screaming at each other while the dad's just kind of like, we're, we're, we're traveling. Uh, I actually, I turned to you and said this of like, I, this guy, he's a first generation immigrant mm-hmm. and he is clearly looking at being on the amazing race as like a way to see the country that he has chosen. And that like, to him, this is the American dream. And, like, that's beautiful. Yeah. Like, his story is genuinely kind of beautiful. Yeah, in that it's way. Re- like he's having a wonderful time. He's seeing the world. He's with his family, and his family are just trying to kill each other. 
That's the truth. Like, there's a point where the one brother's complaining that he got a paper cut on the back of his neck because his mom hit him with one of the clues. Which is kind of... Like, it's Which insanity. is really funny. Uh, so I will say this. Our, our teams going into the next, uh, the last few episodes are the Italians, the Tragic Fam, the Gary Gergics, the uh, siblings, the Rugrats, and the Wine Moms. And like, I definitely feel like I have a relationship with all those teams and I care about all those teams. So it's yeah. exciting moving forward. Uh, I don't want to give it a verdict yet because we haven't finished it. Uh, and I don't want to answer this question, but Matthew brought up an interesting uh, question on our Discord. Which, by the way, if you want to join our Discord, yeah. uh, join our Patreon. Uh, you can join it for just $5. You get to talk to us. You also get to vote on what shows are going to happen here on uh, Stay Doomed. Like this one, which was a Patreon choice. Whoop, whoop. Uh, he brought up the fact that the next season of The Quest is going to be a family edition. So he uh, Not even family, just kids. Oh, it's just kids. Yeah, there's not adults. Okay, because he would like us to address the transformation of the Amazing Race to a family edition mm-hmm. and how it's going to reflect the quest and the quest season two. Pulling and, punches because they're kids, essentially. Yeah. And we will go uh, a little bit further into that next episode. Yeah. But I want to bring it up now so we can think about it, and you can think about it too if you're watching along with us on Hulu. Counter argument is two words at this time Mula Beach. Right. Move and uh, we'll, but we'll address this at length at the end of the next episode. Absolutely. Uh, so, thank you so much to Crowdfund Cryptkeeper Matthew for being a Crowdfund Cryptkeeper and helping us keep the lights on here. Editor Noah Wang, and once again, we have yet another Patreon choice to be made. We did a poll on Twitter on what we should do next here on the show, and then we take the top two responses and we toss that up to our patrons so if you would like to vote on this join our patreon patreon.com slash plus two comedy and choose between these two shows would you like us to review the mtv home deprovement instead of improvement show homewrecker hosted by jackass alumnus ryan dunn or would you like returning to the poll the Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, to Riverdale and back again. A made-for-TV movie that was meant to start a new Archie show. Those are your choices. You can vote now on Patreon. Back to the show! Uh, where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay doomed. And if you will go on the amazing race with me, I'm at plus two comedy. Uh, if you like doing things but have no plan of going on the amazing race, I'm at Sprocket League. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>